It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Panthers preseason is over, and hey, what do you know? The offense finally scored a touchdown. So, how are y'all feeling? We'll talk about it right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to subscribe or follow our show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Friday of next week, this is the last Friday until January, hopefully February, I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me over on Twitter to get those questions into me. And there's been people who have DM me on Instagram. So at Julian Council over there, if you want to get those questions in, just don't ask to follow me because I'm not going to let you. Either way, at me or DM me to get those questions in for this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag. And then starting off week one on Wednesdays, we'll have the weekly Wednesday mailbag throughout the rest of the regular season here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. The Carolina Panthers wrap up their preseason with a... Was it 26 17? Loss to Detroit Lions. Scoreline, don't really care, honestly. Uh, but the Panthers 0 3 in the preseason. The preseason, thankfully, is over. As great as it is to have football back, it's just God. I mean, it's midnight. We're locked on Panthers after dark. Got 28 live viewers right now on YouTube. So thank you. And that's why it's important to subscribe to YouTube because I go live after every Carolina Panthers game and anytime there's breaking news or anything like that. And we'll be live on Tuesday nights for the Wednesday mailbag. I know it's on Tuesday, but Wednesday I record the shows the day before. Don't ask questions. So yeah, we're up here late. It's 12.02. Eastern Standard Time, 9.02 Pacific Time. Uh, so hopefully everyone out there who's tuned in live is having a great time. And everyone who's out there who's listening to the podcast recorded, I hope you're doing great as well. So yeah, I mean, love having preseason, love having football, really having football, not the preseason. Like, what are we doing tonight when with 1.40 left in the game at 11.14 Eastern, why on earth are we reviewing a touchdown and whether Cameron Peoples caught the ball and scored or didn't. And just tough luck for that guy to have his first touch and to fumble. Then later on to have that one called as a fumble into the end zone. And I am still kind of just confused by all of that and how that was even the case. Don't really care. I was just a little bit confused by how that was the result of that play. Uh, tough luck for him. He wasn't going to be on the roster anyways. Now I'm kind of not sure he'll be on the practice squad. Looks like probably Spencer Brown's headed to the practice squad here in Carolina. So it was really wild that we're sitting here deliberating about whether that was a catch or a touchdown or not. 
late in a preseason game on a Friday evening when no one wants to be there. I just feel bad for a lot of the players. Like, I'm looking at Jared Goff being like, this guy, there's no way he wants to be here right now. Like, this dude definitely wants to be at home. But instead, he's out here watching this preseason game. But let's get into what we saw from the preseason action from the Carolina Panthers on Friday night as they faced off against the Detroit Lions, who they'll see again in about eight weeks' time. Um, First off, talk about Bryce Young. I thought we saw some good stuff from Bryce yet again. I have not felt at all at any point against the Jets, the Giants, or tonight against the Lions that Bryce Young has looked out of place. Never have I felt that way. He has looked calm, cool, and collected. People always talk about that California cool. We said about Sam Darnold, even though on Sundays did not look that way. Uh, But Bryce Young has been that so far, where he has not had ideal pressure. He has not had the ideal receiver setup, as, of course, you had DJ Chark not out there today. LaVisca Chanel, who doesn't run with the ones anyways. He's done with a concussion. Terrace Marshall with a back issue. And, of course, Demir Bird, he he now has an injury settlement. Is not a Carolina Panther anymore, as they had put him on IR. That would have ended his season had they not gotten a settlement. Uh, just not an ideal situation for him in certain times, and especially when the playbook is very vanilla, and they didn't open things up until it felt like tonight they did that. But Bryce was able to utilize his legs and show you some things that you would have seen if you watched in the last two years as a starting quarterback down there in Tuscaloosa at Alabama for Nick Saban. He had that scramble on that first drive to get a couple yards. You saw on the second drive, which was a touchdown, getting 13 yards for that touchdown um, later on, he threw to Adam Thielen. That's the Bryce Young that I fell in love with when watching him at Alabama. That's the Bryce Young that I could not believe the Carolina Panthers were able to actually get at number one overall. That's a guy who is so smooth and so confident to where I have no concerns heading into the year. When I look at the quarter, like the offense, like one of my least concerns is Bryce Young. I do have concerns at the offensive line in a way with Iki Aquanu, who gave up another sack tonight, by the way, and that's that's not a great development, but I'm hoping and I still believe that Iki will be fine long term, just the preseason, not his best efforts. But now he has about 16 days to get it together and be ready to go uh, when they face off against the Falcons in a couple of weeks on September 10th. Uh, so won't get overly concerned about that, but that has been a little bit of a concern. But Bryce Young, He's not my concern at all. He's looked back there. He has processed quickly. He's made the right decisions, has not even come close. And I understand. He he came into tonight having only thrown 12 passes with 7 for 12. Tonight, in the game, he ended up being 7 for 12. So he went out there and put up the same output he put in the first two preseason games in one night. Had 73 yards, touchdown at a 103.8 rating. Had the three carries for 21 yards. Of course, showing that great scrambling ability and some of the things that you would see in from him at Alabama where he was able to extend plays and make the right decisions. At no point has he put the ball in harm's way at all. He will eventually. Like, I mean, hell, I saw that dude throw a pick six in the national championship game, uh, the Keeley Ringo that ended it. It ended 41 years of just despair for Georgia. So he'll throw picks. Uh, hopefully, you know, I would love to get to that point where the Panthers are in the Super Bowl and Bryce Young get throw an interception. I obviously don't want that to happen. Like, he'll make mistakes, but we haven't seen him make those mistakes. Hasn't get, gotten that many opportunities to do it. But has made all the right decisions so far. I'm not concerned about him. I think that he had a fairly solid preseason. Like, I, I was on Bleach Report earlier, and I was asking people, hey, would you have it as great, good, fair, or poor? It's not poor. It's not great. Fair would be fine because it's like, all right, he didn't get too many opportunities. It's not like the offense went out there and looked all that good. They had the two scoring drives tonight, had the long drive that looked pretty similar to the field goal drive last week against the Giants uh, that, again, ended in a field goal. Good to see Eddie Pinheiro back out there. Had the touchdown drive where really good throw to Adam Thielen, and they had a good connection. So I thought it's either a good or fair preseason performance for Bryce Young. I think everyone should feel pretty confident in the guy that they have because looking at him, this is exactly why they wanted him because he's someone who can go out there who can look 
confident, in the pocket, who can make the right decisions, who can process, and who can give your team an opportunity. And I think that Bryce Young will give this Panthers team an opportunity to win games, unlike the guys that they had over the last three seasons when Matt Rule is a head coach here. Uh, second kind of takeaway, Adam Thielen, as I mentioned briefly there. Uh, looks like he's going to be the uh, de facto wide receiver one to start out. Is he a true number one wide receiver in today's NFL? Of course not, but still, Adam Thielen's a solid player, and I've felt that way since they signed him, that this season, I think Adam Thielen will be good for the Panthers. He was good last year with Kirk Cousins in that excellent offense in Minnesota. I think he'll be good for the Carolina Panthers this year as well. Had four receptions for 48 yards, five targets, and a touchdown. On Friday evening, he did go down with that injury. Frank Reich said afterwards that he had his win knocked out of him. I don't know why he was jawing at the Lions. Uh, maybe it was just some old NFC North uh, kind of uh, hate there that was going on between him. But he came right back out there. Of course, was able to get that touchdown. I think Adam Thielen's going to be great for this team this year. I don't think he's going to have 1,000 yards. I could see him having 700 yards like he had again last year. And they can get that at Adam Thielen in age 33 season. I think his 11th year in the NFL. I'll take it. So I'm happy about what I saw from Adam Thielen in the preseason season I think there's a good connection there with him and Bryce want to see that same connection with DJ Chark whenever he comes back from the hamstring issue we saw that first throw out there 14 yards to Jonathan Mingo he's going to be a player for this team I, I like Mingo moving forward I don't know if he's going to be a big time guy for them uh, but I, I do like what I've seen so far from him out of the preseason so you want to look at the preseason have your concerns there's also positives the way that Bryce conducted himself the way he was able to show the scramming ability his connection with Adam Thielen Jonathan Mingo the little spurts that you've seen from him there are positives to see from this offense that finally showed some life on Friday evening uh, Chandler Zavala Looks like he's your right guard until Austin Corbett's back. Whether that is week five or that's week 11, I don't know. But he's the guy. And Frank Reich wasn't willing to say that Zavala would be uh, the starting right guard. I, I can't remember the exact word he used, but it's something along the lines of ideal. That he wanted, of course, he told us about, I don't know what, 10, 12, 11 days ago, that going to the final preseason game, he wanted to have his top five, and Zavala's out there again running every rep with the ones. He's their guy until Austin Corbett comes back, and it's good. He went out there. I mean, again, it was against the Detroit Lions backups. It wasn't like he was going up against the same kind of big uglies he's going to see week in and week out in the NFL, but those guys who are out there are also probably going to be on the roster and get opportunities rotating in, and he held his own. Did not see any sort of issues with him. Again, Nick, he gave up that, that sack – We'll see how that develops. I'm still not overly concerned. I just think he had a bad preseason. Now, got to wash it away, work with James Campen, and don't let that be a trend heading into the regular season when they face off against the Falcons and Saints in week one and two. Going into this, I had told y'all when looking at position battles in the bubble and also just a couple of things I wanted to see heading into the final preseason game, that six wide receiver spot. The Carolina Panthers, once I was speaking to somebody over text today um, who's close to the team, and I was asking them, like, hey, what are they going to do here? And they were telling me because of the injuries. Again, you got Terrace at the back. You have Demir Bird, who's not even here in Carolina anymore. DJ Shark dealing with a hamstring. Not serious. That's what they – Proclaim, we'll see how serious it actually is. And then LaVishka Chenault, who's on the fourth of five stages of concussion protocol, he'll be good to go come week one unless something else happens. But he's fine to go. They may need to carry a six-wide receiver. Had they not had those issues, it's possible that they would have been fine with five. Knowing that Raheem Blackshear has been the primary punt returner and just returner in general on special teams, that they may not need a wide receiver. But looking at it right now, it feels like out of necessity, they're going to have to carry someone 
until they know what their health status is. And Derek Wright appears to be that guy. I was looking at him, Shai Smith, Javon Wims, and a little bit Gary Jennings as the four guys vying for that final spot, thinking that Shai would have the opportunity. And when they came out there to start off the game, they started off in 12 personnel. That's one running back, two tight ends. And when they first ran 11 personnel on second down, which is one running back, one tight end, three receivers. The first receiver out there among those four that I talked about this week, really the three, not talking about Jennings, but Wims, Wright, and Smith, was Derek Wright. And once the Panthers' ones went off the field, Derek Wright was out there with his pads off on the sideline, which would kind of lead you to believe that he's in a pretty good spot to be on the roster. Now you watch his performance – he was able to, uh, well, make a business decision. <laughs> it was a bad throw by Bryce, and he would have got killed if he tried to actually catch the ball if it had been on a line. Um, maybe he would have caught it and hung, held on, which would have helped his cause. He didn't get a reception. He has, he really had two targets. He has only one recorded target because the other one was a penalty or was a pass interference. He was being held on that. I thought he was good against the Jets, one of the lone bright spots. Didn't get to see him last week because of a knee injury. And then tonight, it's not like he was overwhelming. But he had a good offseason program, and they see him more often than all of us during practice. So for whatever reason, it looks like Derek Wright could be your wide receiver six. But I'm also not so sure because they're going to have to look back at the tape and figure out what they want to do. I think Shai Smith will make more sense, but if Derek Wright is who they think is the guy who's going to help him out, we'll see how that works out. And the one final thing offensively, Frank Reich, I was listening to CBS broadcast. I'm sure all of y'all were watching it. Matt Ryan actually did a pretty good job. Okay, cool. Uh, I was thinking, too, when, they came, when he came on, and I looked at Tiki. He's like, good thing that's not Rondé. Because I know how Panthers fans feel about Rondé Barber. And I could not imagine having a nationally televised preseason game and then having Matt Ryan and Rondé Barber both up there, where I thought Matt was actually pretty good. Tiki, I think he's good, too. And then Andrew Catalan, whatever. I, I think he's a good guy. Just another Syracuse dude calling games on TV. Um, Frank Reich was saying how they don't know what their offense is going to look like just yet. They're still trying to figure that out. And I know one thing I didn't see in the preseason was a tight end, a position that had been an endangered species over the last couple of seasons uh, with Matt Matt Rule here. And really, the last five years with Greg Olson breaking his foot those two years and Ian Thomas trying to step up and he showed some promise, but that never carried over and he kind of is who he is at this point in time. Uh, we hadn't seen the tight end per play. We hadn't seen really – we haven't seen like in six seasons. Uh, but now – you're thinking with Hayden Hurst that you would, and maybe that Thomas and Trimble uh, could develop. And Tommy Trimble had a 21-yard reception, but otherwise hasn't really done a lot as a tight end in the preseason so far. Same thing with Ian Thomas, and then Hayden Hurst only one target, one reception for five yards. We'll see more. We did not see LaVisca Chenault line up in the backfield trying to play like a Debo Samuel role, which we had heard that he had been doing in training camp down in Spartanburg. We haven't seen that. We have not seen what this offense is going to look like. We've seen bits and pieces of what it potentially could be, but it's all been fairly vanilla. We've seen some positives, seen some negatives, but overall, it's just not a finished product. And that's the thing about this team. And I was talking about this on the Friday Mailbag, asking people what their expectations are. And I do appreciate a lot of people who DM me. And I would ask you, please DM me. Let me know what your expectations are going to the season realistically for this team. It's going to take time for them to get to where they want to be. I thought that they took another positive step forward to the season. Maybe Frank Reich is a bunch of coach speak when he said, hey, preseason results, I'm not overly concerned about all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's got to be concerned about some of the things that he's seeing. I just think that this team took a step forward tonight and that it's going to take some time for the offense to get where it wants to be. But overall, it's going to be better than what we've seen the last couple of years. Now, will that result into the playoffs? I don't know. But I like what I see out of Bryce. I like Thielen, Zavala stepping up at right guard. 
that looks to be a more settled position than it was last Friday and, of course, the two Saturdays ago. So the Carolina Panthers head into the regular season with an offense that is still under work, but an offense that has a quarterback that I think everyone should be ready to go to war with over the next 18 weeks in the regular season. Now, who are going to be the guys that are going to be on the 53? I'll give you my final predictions once we get to Tuesday's show, but I got some roster thoughts as it's going to be tough to figure out who is going to be on this roster here in Carolina. So we'll talk about some of the roster moves, some of the bubble guys that are out there on Locked On Panthers here in just a moment. Underdog is the easiest place to play fantasy football and the best place for best ball. August is here. You know what that means. The official start of fantasy football drafting month. By the way, uh, tomorrow morning, whenever I wake up, I will actually head up to my friends fantasy draft league as we have our draft up there in Banner Elk. Uh, get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do in, is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every single week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger with $15 million of prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July. I get it. It's late August, so still, don't wait around. Get your best ball team set up right away. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code Locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, sorry for the long pause. Was hoping that my computer would start charging because it wasn't. Now it is, so we're good to go. Don't want to just randomly cut off live here as we're live on YouTube. Again, make sure to subscribe to the show where you can check out us on on YouTube. And if you ever miss a live episode, check out the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast here on Locked on Panthers. All right, looking at the roster and just looking at the 53 men, you got to be down, everyone in the NFL, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the United States of America, you got to be down to 53 men by 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon I'm looking at it right now these are the 50 these are the guys not 53 these are the guys who I know for sure are going to be on the roster from just conversation I've had and just also conventional wisdom Bryce Young Andy Dalton Matt Corral those are your three quarterbacks running back Miles Sanders Chuba Hubbard Raheem Blackshear all on the roster for sure wide receiver Adam Thielen DJ Chark Jonathan Mingo Terrace Marshall LaVishka Chenault tight end for sure on the roster Hayden Hurst Ian Thomas Tommy Trimble offensive line for sure on the roster Ike Iquanu Brady Christensen Bradley Bozeman Chandler Zavala Taylor Moten Cade Mays so that's 20 guys 6 9 14 yes 20 guys that I have on offense right now for sure defensive line without a doubt in my mind Derek Brown Shai Tuttle Deshaun Williams Henry Anderson that's four Outside linebacker, we got six, y'all. And I did not think that we'd be here when they opened up camp a month ago. Brian Burns, Justin Houston, Marquise Haynes, DJ Johnson, Etor Grossmatos, Amari Barno. Those are the six men. They're outside linebacker. Inside linebacker for sure. Shaq Thompson, Frankie Louvu, Deion Jones, Camus Grier-Hill. No doubts there. Cornerback, five. 
Horn, Jackson, Henderson, Taylor, Hill, and Nickel, Jeremy Chin, at safety, Von Bell, Xavier Woods, Sam Franklin, Jamie Robinson. That's 24 on defense. Then special teams, J.J. Jansen, forever, Johnny Hecker, Eddie Pinheiro. Those are your specialists. So three plus 24 is 27 plus 20. And that is what? 47? So I got 47 guys for sure. Let me do my math again. 8, 12, I think, wait, I can't do math. I'm so bad at math. Hold on. <laughs> I'm doing this live. Okay, 4, 8. So we got 40 linemen, 4 outside linebackers. That's 8, that's 12. Then that's 17. And then that's 5, that's 22. So I messed it up. 22, whatever. Uh, 22 on defense. I don't know, where did I get? To? Oh, no, I got 6. It's 24. It's 24 on defense. I had the right to fire the first time. This is terrible podcasting by your boy. So, yeah, 27 plus 20. So 47 people. That means they got six more guys they got to figure out. Just my, I'm just trying to just spitball here when thinking about it. Like quarterback, they're set. Running back, they're set. I, I asked somebody tonight, Spencer Brown going to make the roster? They said no. So Spencer Brown probably headed to the practice squad if he makes it. Uh, wide receiver because of the injuries. The five guys I've talked about. Thielen is healthy. Shark is not. Mingo is. Marshall is not. Chenault is not either. So three of your five wide receivers that are on the roster for sure are not healthy. The Panthers have to protect themselves by going out there and keeping one of these dudes. Now, just because they keep someone does not mean it's, again, it's the initial. The roster is ever-evolving. Just because they keep someone on a roster cut-down day does not mean that guy will make it to week one. Understand that. Tight end, I think Gio Ritchie, because of special teams, has a good chance. And the Panthers are lacking some of those primary special teams guys. So he's probably on it. Stephon Selvin didn't play a single game in the preseason. So he's definitely not on the roster. O-line, I, they're going to have to carry, I think, eight. I got six right now. And I would say Nash Jensen, it would make more sense to go out there and invest in a young guy. And when Dan Morgan, the assistant general manager here, said earlier this week that they didn't want to mention some of the younger guys that they liked, I think, or the names at least, I think Nash Jensen is one of them. And I would rather keep him and develop him than one of those vested veterans like McRae or Irving who really haven't been that good and whose contracts are guaranteed if they're on the roster during week one. So you could probably cut them. And they're also, I mean, Irving's injured right now. You can cut him and then sign him after week one and have them on your roster. I just don't know if they need to be on the roster week one. So I don't know if the Panthers should be risking Nash Jensen, who's played a ton of football, which, hey, we've seen the quarterbacks, experience, it, it matters. Same thing with offense lineman. He's played 70 games in college. The experience helps, and I think he'll probably be on the roster. He's someone I'm looking at. And then, I mean, maybe they keep Irving to do it. Just, I, I don't know. I feel like they would have to have eight. And in defensive line, that's one thing I was looking for tonight. What was going to happen there? In the middle of the defense, I, looking at the the actual starting lineup, they had Shy Tuttle as they starting like nose tackle, where Raquan Williams is lined up at defensive end. They're going to be you know moved all over the defensive line this year, so don't get overly caught up in you know who's a DA and who's a nose tackle and all that. But still, you want to know who that nose tackle could be primarily if you need that as far as a base goes. And now that Marquand McCall is not here. And Tuttle was always going to be able to play that interior spot. Same thing with Derrick Brown whenever he comes back. Well, when he when, when the season starts, not when he, whenever he comes back. When the season starts and games start mattering, he'll be in that spot as well. Uh, but they need to have more than those two, Deshaun Williams and Henry Anderson. And I didn't see really anything from any defensive lineman tonight that would lead me to think that, like, okay, yeah, those guys are solidly on the roster. So I, I'm very curious to see what they do. I, I imagine it'd be – 
shocking to me if they don't use their waiver spot to go find another defensive lineman who they feel fits their scheme. Because I just I just don't see it with the other guys. Rayquan Williams looked good last week, did nothing on Friday night. So we'll see how that pans out. Um Outside linebacker, yeah, they're, they're they're probably set there. Kobe Jones is someone who, like Etor Grossmato, started every single one of these games. I didn't see him really stand out. Was fine in the run game. Didn't get after the, the passer at all. So, we'll see. He's probably a practice squad guy if they can keep him around. Inside linebacker's fine. Corner. Stan Thomas Oliver. I know he's listed as a backup at nickel to J.C. Horn, or Jeremy Chen, rather. He's someone – Special teams-wise, that you want to keep around. Now, he has an injury. How serious is that injury? Is that going to impact his roster status? That's all TBD. Like, it, this is – of all the years. Like, last year, I had no qualms. I knew exactly who was going to be on the roster. Like, nothing surprised me. The one that I was a little bit surprised by was Justin Burris not being on it. And I had asked somebody, like, days before, like, hey, is Burris on I was like, yeah, Burris is on the roster. He's like, no, nah, it's not going to happen. So, I did my prediction, didn't have Burris, and I was like the only person I think out there who didn't have Justin Burris just from the conversation I had had. But I knew who was on the roster then. And even like the last two seasons, it's really been that easy. But this year, new coaching staff, seeing McCall get cut early in the week, it's kind of hard to predict what the Carolina Panthers are going to do here. And the injuries don't help. It's it's a fluid situation. And Frank Reich pretty much said that too um, after the game, just trying to figure out what their numbers are going to be. That the, Yeah, they had some competition they want to figure out. Um, but again, by my total, 24 defensive guys, three on special teams, that's 27. Then you got 20 on offense. So 47, got to find six more. I mean, it's not that hard to figure out those spots. It's just trying to figure out, I mean, it's not hard to figure out where they need them, but it's kind of hard to figure out who are the six guys they want to carry. And then after that, I mean, who's actually going to be on the roster once we get to, I guess, Labor Day on September 4th. So that's some TBD stuff there. Um, all right. Second, there, pause here, come back and then. Look at a few other things from the preseason game and give some final thoughts as we close out the Carolina Panthers preseason here in just a moment. But before we get there, guys, it's, you know, football season. It's here and, you know, sports, concerts, all that stuff's always going on and buying tickets to your favorite events it really shouldn't be stressful game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concert comedy theater and so much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you with 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress of game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
All right, let's try to close this thing out. We are nearing 12.30 a.m. Saturday morning, August 26th, and there are 76 of you sickos up here with me live on YouTube. God bless each and every one of you, because I have no idea why on earth you're watching this, but I appreciate you for tuning in. I appreciate everyone who's listening uh, to this now on their podcast feeds, but uh, thank you for checking out the show. Again, I'll be live after every Panthers game, uh, probably about 30, 45, probably, yeah, 45 minutes after every game, I'll be live on YouTube talking about, you know, of course, what happened in the game, and thinking about mailbags throughout the week. I mean, on Wednesdays, we'll be on Tuesdays live on YouTube and then podcast feed on Wednesday, but live anytime Panthers have a game, live breaking news, that kind of stuff. So appreciate everyone who's here live with me right now. Over 70 people here at 1227, August 26 a.m. That's crazy. Um, Okay, so some other things from the game uh, that I wanted to point out. Eddie Pinheiro kicked for the first time in the preseason, a 41-yard kick there in the opening drive that was, what was it, six? plays was it that long like it was last week it was 14 plays 52 yards they just love to have these long drives with a ton of plays and only three points uh so they were able to get that in the opening drive Pinheiro back from the groin issue healthy that's good to know Matthew Wright too is somebody who the Panthers still on the roster and he had that 50 plus yarder last week and has looked pretty solid it's hard to find two good kickers, and the Panthers have that right now. Zane Gonzalez went off to San Francisco. That did not work out. He's, again, injured, has a calf issue. He's probably going to be cut. No, he's not. He's definitely going to get cut. And the 49ers might be looking for a kicker after they got rid of Robbie Gould. Maybe the Panthers can make another trade uh, and send Matthew right there. That's a trade piece. I know people are wondering, hey, could we trade Terrace Marshall? Ooh, could the Panthers trade Itor Grosmato? So are there trade pieces out there? The trade ship is a kicker. Because that is something that can directly impact winning and losing. We have seen it. I don't know if you add Etorgos Bonas to your team, if you're somebody else, if that's going to directly impact you. Probably not. Same thing with Terrace Marshall. But a kicker, that can win and lose you games. So, yeah, that's a piece the Panthers have on the roster that they uh, absolutely should be trying to find a way and maybe make a trade for him, uh, trade him away and get some assets. Um, as they, of course, have given up a lot to get Bryce Young. I would love to see that happen. Um, Andy Dalton made his preseason debut through a pick. Whatever. I mean, I, here's the thing, y'all. Hopefully this is the only time we ever see Andy Dalton play football for the Carolina Panthers until next preseason if he's still on the roster. Don't want to see him play at all this season, and that's the hope. Same thing with Matt Corral, who 4 of 12 wasn't great, but hopefully we never see Matt Corral play a regular season game. Because that means Bryce Young stays healthy. And, okay, if he plays a regular season game, let it be mop-up duty. But in the NFL, there's not a lot of mop-up duty anyways. But so, Andy Dalton, we saw him out there. I think it was good for him to get some live game reps just to be ready. Um, wasn't wasn't great, but, hey, whatever. So, Andy Dalton went out there. Uh, defensive takeaways, Brian Burns, Justin Houston, Derek Brown, Shaq Thompson, Frankie Luvu, and Dante Jackson all inactive. Burns healthy, Houston healthy, Brown healthy, Thompson, and Luvu healthy. Dante dealing with an ankle. How serious is that? We'll find out later um, and just would hate for that to be another thing we got to deal with this year with Dante Jackson, because I've, I've said to y'all, it's just, it's not a matter of if it's just when, and when it happens, are Keith Taylor and CJ Henderson ready to go. And you got to think too, Troy Hill, he signed this week. Dante already had the ankle issue that happened last week. You don't think they brought in Troy Hill knowing that Dante Jackson is not somebody they can rely on to be healthy. I think that's the case, that they brought him in knowing that Dante can't be counted on. Not to say that Dante's not a good player. Just the last two seasons I told you, you can't, you can't count on him. So it sucks he's, he's injured right now. Maybe it's not that that serious. But that's something, obviously, the monitor. You, you don't want – they're a pretty banged-up team. 
just from the injury report heading into the regular season, still 16 days until they play, I guess 15 days now, as we are sitting here on Saturday, um, live at least, and whenever the hell you might listen. So it might be 14 days by the time you listen to this, or 13, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Dante, a little concerned about that. Uh, I had already mentioned gross mottos. Kobe Jones started every game outside linebacker. Outside linebacker. Said it really fast. Eku Leota was in there on third down with the starters, the ones, the starters. He, somebody I think is probably one of those guys they want to store on the practice squad. Former edge rusher out of Auburn. I mean, outside linebacker, edge rusher, however you want to define him, out of Auburn. So that's another guy to look at. The other inactives, Chark, Hamstring, Marshall, Back, Sanders, Groin, Precautionary. Already mentioned uh, some of the defensive guys. Anderson in play. Barno, he should still be good because of special teams prowess. Deontay Brown, so that's I, probably third year in a row. Deontay Brown not going to make the roster here in Carolina. Corbett, Pup, as we know, Cam Irving. We'll be interested to see how that works out with him. Uh, Sam Franklin, he's fine. He'll be on the roster. Haynes, of course, back, healthy, roster. Chuba can be on the roster. Dante, just talk about him. Greg Maben, don't even know who that is, uh, but hey, Fun to be here in Carolina. Cade Mays, he'll be good. Mac McCain, no clue who that is either. Lavisha Chenault, he's almost out of concussion protocol. Taylor Stallworth, I guess I would maybe he's a fifth defensive lineman. He has experience. He's a vet, he's a veteran. It would make sense, maybe. Um, we'll see. Stephon Sullivan, see ya. Jordan Thomas, see ya. Stan Thomas Oliver. Would like to see him stay here, but that's one of those ones they gotta figure out as they have roster cut down day coming up on Tuesday, four PM Eastern Standard Time. That's gonna wrap up this edition of the Lock Time Panthers Podcast, a part of the Lock Time Podcast Network. Hosted by yours, Julie, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast as I'll be live after every Carolina Panthers game and anytime there's any breaking news out there. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where this upcoming Friday for one final time until hopefully February, but probably January, I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Then, once the regular season starts, I think it will be the 6th of September, it'll start being a weekly Wednesday mailbag, which will be done live on YouTube on Tuesday evenings, probably around like 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. But you can still tweet at me or DM me at Julian Council to get those questions in. I'll primarily, at least at the beginning, answer the questions from the people who ask me questions in the chat and in my uh, DMs. And then whatever live chat questions are out there, I'll start answering those. So makes it very important for you to ask very good questions because if you don't ask a good question, I'm not going to answer it on the show. So at me or DM me. And then, of course, once you start being live, you can just hit up the chat live on YouTube. But in the meantime, y'all, be happy. Behold, as always, keep pounding. And I will talk to you on Tuesday. Goodbye. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.